Hello, and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. For those of you who don't know, I'm Stella, and we are live on Instagram. Um, I may have gotten some new followers on TikTok, like a lot of new followers. <laughs> and so if you're new to watching um, LX2 Codependency Coaching on Instagram, or new to the podcast, welcome. Um, I'm going to say it here because I didn't want to say it on TikTok, but I had hesitated in, you know, doing that mass following thing uh, when I first got started because on TikTok, um, because my um, recommended like followers or whatever was pretty monochromatic and I am a woman of color. And so uh, for those of you who are not on TikTok right now, there's like this whole um, women of color train thing and it started with the... Uh, Black women uh, follow train on TikTok and then the Latinas jumped in and did a whole thing. And so now um, I've done a lot of following on TikTok <laughs> and I've gotten a lot of followers. So I'm super grateful because um, I doubled my my followers on TikTok, which again, I'm so new to it that I didn't know what I was doing. And um, I am super grateful. So anyway, uh what I do love is that there are women of color now that are following me on TikTok. And I am so, so grateful because my message has been for humans in general um, to work on, you know, their codependency struggles or whatever. Um, but my general goal has been to um, just give the information to the people who need to hear it and uh, women of color specifically because, you know, they're, they're in a marginalized, like not as represented, um, population on social media. And so for women of color to be following me on TikTok specifically, uh, it changes the algorithm. It changes how, uh, my information is being seen. And so I'm super grateful. And I'm always grateful to, uh, my Instagram followers and, and people who have followed me forever. So thank you so much. All right, so we're going to jump in. Um, today's topic has been uh, kind of percolating in my brain since last week. And um, so what I wanted to say is uh, welcome to the end of 2022, because holy shit, like we got here. <laughs> and sometimes I wonder how that happened. Sorry, she's barking. I thought she was settled. She's not settled. Um, so we may hear Rosie today. But um I don't do the new year, new me thing. Cause I think that's dumb, um, for me. <laughs> and I think last year, uh, Kat and I on the podcast had talked about how, uh, we wanted to shift the narrative so that people aren't feeling as though they need to be a new version of themselves. Um, just because the year changed over, but, and it's important to really recognize all the versions of ourselves. Right. And I know that I have been talking about that for a while. Now we've got a car alarm and that's extra special <laughs> and unexpected. Um, hopefully it's not too loud. Um, but, and sorry, I'm really working on it. Um, I think that one of the things that has happened in, uh, certainly for me in the last year has been to really recognize, um, a lot of different versions of myself and, as I have been on this trip specifically, but also, you know, processing and digging deep into my own stuff, 
all of my stuff. Um, I've recognized a lot of my coping skills that have come up through this process. And as I talked about, you know, codependency specifically and the things, the toolkit that you need to have uh, if you're going to do this work, it's really important to recognize that um, your coping skills, all of the ones that you've gathered through your whole life have had a purpose and uh, that purpose is generally to keep you safe. Just specifically and generally, that's how our coping skills work. So to manage our anxiety or our depression or our fear and all of the things that, you know, have come up with the way that we were raised and, and how, you know, we get through life, we have collected a lot of coping skills. And some of us have only collected two or three, uh, <laughs> which we use all the time. Uh, and for me, one of them was anger. And um, it's a coping skill that I used. I learned it well in the house that I grew up in. So yelling is a really big one. And then just being salty in general. Um, for anybody who's known me for a significant amount of time, has kind of seen the transformation of when I would get like super defensive and angry and frustrated. Um, and then I would maybe maybe find reason, but not always. I'm I have been a very reactive human being. Um, and so anger is kind of my go-to, or it has been. Another one, uh, and my my girlfriends and I talk about this a lot, is that I will napalm the shit out of anything. And just like, if it's not working, if it's scary, if I don't know what's going to happen, like, I will just throw a bomb on it and then walk the fuck away. Like, that has been a classic Stella coping skill. And recently, um, I have recognized that that's not super helpful. And so uh, with the people that are close to me, I will say <laughs> I walked by the shed where the napalm is and I didn't go in and uh, proud of myself for that. Um, but it is a coping skill that I have used often. And so I, I recognize that sometimes um, we have these old coping skills, right? We have these old things that have helped us and we have used them often. Uh, and so when we are dealing with uncomfortable or difficult situations, they're our go-to, right? And when you're doing this work specifically, so the codependency work, it triggers a lot of stuff. It triggers a lot of parts of you that you haven't really looked at. And so, you know, when I've talked with clients before about therapy, especially when they were working on like inner child stuff or, you know, past versions of yourself, um, I have people look at their... A uh, picture, picture of their childhood self, and I, you know, shared before on the podcast. I had a picture of seven-year-old me on my desk uh, for years, and it's it's very transformative, especially when your self-talk is shit, which my self-talk has been shit forever. Um, but now I I picture that little girl in my head, and I'm like, would I talk to her that way? Um, and so it has changed the way that I talk to myself. But and. When healing and when doing your work, especially this codependency work, which is different than, I hope, it's different than other codependency work and certainly in therapeutic in a therapeutic way, to recognize where your coping skill of, uh, you know, over-empathizing or trying to manage and control other people's feelings or trying to get, you know, validation and approval from other people, where that comes from is probably a childhood version of you. Now, not exclusively, some of us have developed codependency as a grown-up or, you know, as an older person or whatever, um, 
but generally it's developed in childhood. And so when you can start to look at that old, you know, that old version of yourself, that, you know, childhood you or whatever it is, it's important to recognize like where the coping skills came from. And so we're going to talk about coping skills in kind of a general way. We'll tie it back to like year end stuff, but really looking at um, for myself, you know, some of the coping and ways that I have dealt with my own um, feelings of invalidation or self-worth or whatever, you know, would be to isolate. It would be to uh, distract myself with other things. Um, you know, my, my friends laugh because I, if I get super uncomfortable or things get really calm, I like to shake them up, not just with a napalm, but maybe like, oh, I'll take a class or I'll just get another degree or I'll just, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I have friends who do the same thing and sometimes they'll, you know, rip up their whole kitchen, whatever it takes. Um, but it is a way of distracting yourself from the feelings, from really dealing with what's going on. And I know that in the past, um, I have used really unhealthy coping skills. Um, and so that is one of the things that is important to recognize, like, when you're dealing with this work, when you are really getting in touch with like what has led to my codependency, I will start to have a lot of feelings and then I will want to distract from the feelings. I will want to not have them, um, especially the the not healthy ones, right? The, the anger, the reactive ones for myself. Um, and so one of the ways that we have been processing, and I say we, just like me and um, my colleague, have been processing the feelings that have come up as we are doing the codependency work and the loving better kind of component to that is rather than doing all the things to distract yourself, it's not helpful or healthy to, you know, kind of do the self-care, self-love thing. Uh, sometimes it's helpful just to sit in like the, sorry, I'm touching the phone. Um, to sit in the feelings, which is awful. And um, I'm a procrastinator as well. So when it comes to having feelings with, you know, before now, now I just have them, you know, on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but to really recognize that, you know, I'm going to have a feeling it's not going to be comfortable. And um, I need to really work on recognizing where that feeling is coming from. So which version of me or which part of myself or even just where in my body it's happening, right? Um, and I, I do a lot of somatic work with clients and really kind of recognizing where is that feeling. Um, and so oftentimes for me, I've talked about the fact that when I need to set a boundary or when I am feeling anxious or uncomfortable, it's in my chest. And I will start to get um, really tight. And I, I recognize that that is where my injury is. Uh, before on the podcast, I've talked about aligning your heart, your head, and your intuition. And so when I am hurt, when I am having feelings, um, it is generally here, right? And so that's where your heart is. Uh, over to the left. Anyway, uh, <laughs> really recognizing that I have to, to really care about what's happening right here. Um, and also when I am angry, when I am frustrated, when I am reactive, what I am doing is I am protecting my heart. So when I build those walls to keep people out or away from me, it is to protect my heart, right? I never, I rarely protect my head. I cannot think 
a lot of things, including my feelings. Um, but I don't generally protect this part of myself. I protect my heart. And so this is also where your vulnerability is, right? So in general, when we are having really deep and strong feelings, they're coming from right here. And so really paying attention to what is happening emotionally. Um, and so, you know, my intuition, my instinct always is to distract or deflect from the feeling, or it has been in the past. Um, and like I said, oftentimes now I just have feelings on Instagram, uh, which is not true. I have feelings all the time, but, and I'm working on giving myself space to have the feeling. And I've talked on here before about how I process through feelings very quickly. Um, and so I'll have a feeling and then my brain will process it. And then I will, you know, kind of see which part of myself needs the attention. And then I give myself that attention. Now, I am in a very unique position that I am not distracted with a lot of things. And I am very consciously not distracting myself with all these other things. Um, you know, as much as I love being on this trip and doing all the things, what I also love is that I don't have my car. I don't have my really close friends. I don't have, you know, my six or seven clients a day. I don't have bills to pay in that way. I don't have all the things that used to distract me before from really processing my feelings. So again, I'm in a unique position. What I would recommend, especially to, you know, my clients, my followers, my listeners, is to really pay attention to setting some time aside when you are aware that you are processing a lot of feelings. Last week, we talked about the yes budget, which actually has taken off in a, in a really great way, uh, recognizing what your capacity is for processing. And so when you are doing this codependency work, when you are answering the questions from the blog or you know, eventually reading the book or even just seeing a therapist or talking to your friends about the things that you're processing, you may feel hungover. You may feel very, very overwhelmed and tired. And that's when you get to evaluate what your yes budget is for doing all these things. Um, and so it's important to really take some time to evaluate what your energy level and your capacity is day in and day out, regardless of whether or not you're doing this work. The yes budget is going to be really important to set up those boundaries, to start working on how you evaluate what your needs are, right? And again, to the loving better is really recognizing like, as I continue to love and accept myself, what is my capacity for dealing with other things and other people? Okay. Um, and so it is important, specific to coping skills, to really recognize what is my coping skill when I feel overwhelmed? What am I doing when I feel threatened or frustrated or overwhelmed or all of those things, right? Like I said before, I used to be very reactive. I would get very angry um, and I would push people away, in, in, especially when I felt threatened, like when I had a fear that they were going to leave anyway. Um, and so we talked about the abandonment stuff, all the things, all of this is super important to really recognize that we have coping skills and they have a purpose. They have always had a purpose. And nine times out of 10, like I said, it was to keep us safe from whatever experience we were having when we were younger and going through, you know, trauma. And that doesn't necessarily mean like big, terrible trauma, but it can. Um, and so 
I have talked about before how for me, I have this avoidant kind of, uh, or anxious attachment style. And so I have in the past, <laughs> and I'm working on it every day, I have been avoidant or I try not to have conflict. I try not to, or have tried not to have hard conversations. I've tried not to deal with my feelings. Um, and I just, I would shut it down. Um, and so I'd shove it down in a lot of different ways. Um, food was one of them. <laughs> uh, shopping has been a challenging issue in the past. Um, doing stuff like for me as a doer and, and, uh, Kat, who is my podcast co-host before now, we talked a lot about that. We were doers, right? We would just, you know, do a thing. And we would, if we had a goal in mind and last year for, um, for New Year's, we talked about setting goals and, and doing all the things. Um, as doers and for myself, if I set a goal and just kind of got really myopic on like, I need to do this thing, I was doing, I was acting from here and I was thinking about it and I was planning and I was executing and all the things and I was avoiding my feelings. I was not looking at like, where is that coming from? Is that insecurity? Is that fear? Is that, you know, whatever it is. And I know that for myself in the past, being productive is a way that I felt worthy, is a way that I felt value in how I function. Um, and as we talked about before, a lot of that came from childhood stuff, whatever. Um, but I'm not trying to do that right now, which has been an adjustment for me. Again, on this trip, I have had a lot of time to just be in my feelings <laughs> which is uncomfortable and difficult and challenging because I don't have all these distractions. I don't have my old coping skills. Um, I was thinking about, you know, January last year is when I started like really telling clients that I was going to quit. Um, I started getting rid of my stuff. Um, I was looking through pictures to um, post, uh, you know, my year end thing, which I normally do. And a lot of it was pictures of my stuff. And um, I was getting rid of everything. I have completely shifted who I am into this new version of myself. Um, when we were doing the podcast before, um, you know, we had done it weekly for a while and then we did it every two weeks and then we were doing it monthly. And, and so now I'm doing it every week. I am here with you every week. Um, and I'm super grateful to have, again, a huge following now, kind of all over the world, which is exciting. Um, but I, I get vulnerable. I get up here and I show my face and I have the feelings um, and I'm emotionally exhausted afterwards. And so my coping skills in the past have been to avoid doing any of this. It has been to truly like not. And on podcast days before, um, when I was at home, you know, I'd order yummy food and I'd be in my cozy space and um, and I'd have my friends, I'd have people that are close to me so that I could distract myself from processing the feelings any further. Um, I don't have any of that now. And that's been super challenging. Um, but it's also been a really good opportunity for me to pay attention to what my needs are and to love me better through that discomfort. Um, and so I tie it back to loving better all the time because it, it is really a significant game changer to recognize how to love yourself through this, therefore, uh, you know, minimizing your need to connect with other people and need that, not to connect with them, but to need their validation in that way. 
a lot of us really struggle with loving ourselves because probably for a long time, if not forever, you've been told that you aren't worthy either directly or indirectly. And so you consequently like struggle to trust that part of yourself, that piece in your head that says you are. And so that's where the loving better really has to take root is in that space of I am worthy just by being. I don't have to do extra things specifically for other people or in general. And so um, earlier, uh, Kat had said, like, to marinate yourself in all those love feelings. Yes. And you have to marinate yourself in all the feelings so that you're familiar with what they are. I need some water. Um, for me, water has orange and lemon in it because that makes it delicious. Um, so really recognizing that when you can love yourself, even though it's challenging, even though it's difficult, even though you don't know what you're doing, that is going to incorporate or help you to seek out what those other coping skills are, and certainly the better ones. As we go through life, we're picking up tools all the time for dealing with different things. And, you know, in my work as a therapist, um, it's always been to give clients more options in terms of tools so that they can use different ones to deal with things. So they're not going with that old one that was developed, you know, when they were like eight, nine, 10 or smaller um, to deal with whatever was happening in the moment. Um, I have talked about in the past specific to trauma and, you know, the nervous system and all the things is the older part of our brain, the cerebellum, the oldest part of like brains in general um, is that piece of your brain that tells you to, you know, fight, flee or freeze. The other two we'll go into later. Uh, but <laughs> it's the part of our brain that tells our, our nervous system something is wrong, right? And because it is the ancient and old part of our brain, that something wrong is like saber tooth tiger is coming and you need to like get the fuck out or fight it or whatever. Um, and so when we can regulate our own nervous system, when we can go, oh, I'm actually safe, I'm okay, I say often to myself, you know, and, and certainly with my girlfriend, we are, we're talking about this all the time, is really recognizing, like, my 49-year-old self is in charge. My 10-year-old self or my 16-year-old self, she's the one who likes to show up, she didn't know what to do when all of these really hard things were happening. So my 49-year-old self has to be the one in charge to say, hey, babe, we're okay. So take a deep breath, relax. We don't have to do anything extra because that's where she learned it. We don't have to be anything to anyone else. We are okay right now. And so that's where you get to regulate yourself recognizing where the fear is coming from, what part of you is reacting, right? It's funny, it was, I was talking about all the different parts of myself um, a few podcasts ago before my sister had come out to Greece. And uh, she was like, it sounds like you have multiple personality disorder. And I was like, well, no, I don't. But uh, <laughs> it's really interesting to pay attention to all of those different parts of ourselves. And um, I was talking to a girlfriend earlier because we're talking all the time, um, and so I'm telling her, like, there was a time when 
I would just shut them down. Like I would just be like, okay, little one, like we're not managing this right now. So I'm going to shut you down and I'm going to go take care of 49 year old self Stella stuff. Um, now anymore, like all of the me's have been acknowledged. All of the different parts of me have been truly integrated and I've looked at all of them right in the face and I was like, okay, ma'am, what do we need? <laughs> um, they're all just hanging out in the kitchen now. They're all just free and they don't have to be shoved down and they don't have to be regulated and they don't have to be uh, shushed. They just get to be. And I can tell you that one, really hard work, two, really worthwhile work to recognize that sometimes if 16 year old me is having a day, then I'm going to slow the fuck down. Then I am not going to do, you know, things that, that manage that. I'm going to feel the feelings and I'm going to allow myself the space to take care of my needs from a loving, better perspective. I am going to love myself through those really hard times. And those hard times don't happen as often as they used to. I, my 16 year old self loves to go for a drive. She, <laughs> She would go for drives all the time. She had a Mustang. It was awesome. Um, I got in a lot of trouble that way, but, and not in a sexy way, just like a lot of trouble. Um, but <laughs> now I don't have a car, so I can't just go for a drive. So I have to really sit with what is it that I need, right? So if that means kicking my feet up and watching a movie and letting the feelings come up and listening to really sad 90s songs and crying... That's what that means. And I set aside time to do that. Of course, now it's all time. But I want you to start to pay attention to how to do your coping skills differently so that we're not just napalming everything, so that we're not just running from or distracting ourselves from dealing with the feelings, but you're actually having the feelings. And when you do, it doesn't feel so constipated or backed up or frustrating and overwhelming. Because all of the parts of you are just screaming for attention. And the easiest way to get them is from someone else, right? Good, bad, otherwise. If I can just get somebody else to pay attention, then I don't have to pay attention to myself. And then I'm doing all these extra things to get validation and love and acceptance from other people because I know that that works. Like we talked about last time, there's that addictive nature of I just need someone else to validate me. Right. But if you are sitting with yourself, if you are truly giving yourself what you need, you don't have to get it from someone else and you don't have to do extra shit to get it. You just have to really regulate you. Sounds very easy because I've had a lot of time to just sit and have all my feelings or whatever. Um, but that's, that's kind of the work. It's kind of what I have been working on for the last year. And so to wrap it back up to, you know, this cute little bowl, bow of 30 minutes. Um, when you start to pay attention to the parts of yourself that have fear, that have anger, that are frustrated, that are insecure, that are sad. When you start to pay attention to those things, they don't get as loud. They're actually a lot easier to manage if you are actively looking at them. And if you start to do this work, this codependency work, which I recommend for everyone, but you know, it's going to take some time and effort. Make sure that you have your tools and skills set up ahead of time. 
make sure that you have your accountability buddy. Make sure that you are seeking out, you know, professional counseling, if that's what you feel like you need. Make sure that you're talking to yourself in a way that is kind, with patience and love, so that it doesn't completely, you know, destroy you, which is what it's going to feel like. But you're not destroying you. You're actually letting yourself grow. What you are destroying is those unhelpful coping skills of seeking out validation and love from all of these other people. What you are destroying is those walls that you have built up to keep yourself safe. And it is uncomfortable. I will tell you that my walls have kept me very safe for a long time, theoretically. What I ended up doing was hiding behind my walls and beating myself up and making shitty choices um, that weren't honoring and loving myself in the best way. Damn it. I thought I was going to get through without crying. Uh, But, you know, I come on Instagram and I have feelings. Uh, (laughs) So rather than new year, new you, what I would suggest is reevaluating who it is you want to be and how you want to show up. Because the way that you are right now today is going to be the best version of yourself. And we all have the ability to change. Is it easy? Fuck no. But is it worth it? Absolutely. And so we don't have to completely change our personality or be someone else. What, what is helpful is if we integrate all the parts of ourselves, the best parts, the scary parts, the what the hell was that? Uh, you know, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you had hair that did crazy things. Um, I can attest to mine was usually just short and kind of punky weird. But anyway, all of those parts of you, all of those different versions of you just need a little attention. They just need a little love. Some of them need a lot of love. And if you can give it to yourself one step at a time, doing the codependency work is not for everyone. It should be because we're all a little codependent. But when you can invest in yourself, when you can make yourself a priority, then you will start to have better boundaries and you will have relationships that are worthy of having. You're not just going to seek out those quick validations or, you know, trying to manage everyone else so that you feel safe. You're not feeling very safe if you're doing all these things for other people and then you're coping in other ways that are not helpful. Your coping skills are there for a reason. I don't want you to be judgy on them. I want you to recognize that they serve a purpose and that purpose was to keep you safe. That purpose was to make sure that you could get through whatever it is you were going through before now. Now, as a grown-up, whatever version of that, you know, for me, it's 49. um, But your grown-up self is in charge, and they know how to keep you safe in ways that are a lot healthier than your 5-year-old, 6-year-old, 10-year-old, in my case, 16-year-old self. She didn't know how to do that, but I do. Anyway, that's your nugget for today, and that is the last podcast of 2022. Um, I will be back next week and it'll be 2023 and we'll turn over timeline and it's like a whole brain fucking thing. Um, But I am so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful that you've come on this journey with me. I'm so grateful that you continue to show up and listen and, you know, look at my stuff and, you know, read the content. The 
the website is uh, evolving and we are getting new parts and aspects to it. Um, those of you who have my personal email or even just my regular email, it's lx2 or lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. I am going to be putting together a newsletter uh, email list. If you want to be on that, please email me and let me know. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you. And, you know, thanks for coming on this journey with me. Check out the stuff. Follow TikTok and go and follow people of color because I think it's amazing. Um, but happy new year to you guys. And I love you all so much. Take care. All right. That is it. Thank you for listening on whatever platform you're listening. And I appreciate all of my listeners, uh, for have, having listened to LX2, for listening to X to the Zennial. If you have any questions, if you want to hear anything specific, lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok. <laughs> Apparently I'm just like everywhere. Anyway, um, you guys have a great, happy new year. Be safe. And I will talk to you in a week. Take care.